on the steps. And we're going to be turning together to math, to Luke chapter 10. We're still in Luke chapter 10. We've been here for a few weeks now. Uh, and that's on page 55, the second set of page numbers in the green Bibles that are here in the sanctuary. So Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 38, is where we will be headed. So will you pray with me? God, we know that the center of all of this is you, Jesus. And so as we come to your word, as we spend time with it, as we imagine the scene, as we wonder what you, Holy Spirit, are saying to us, we pray We pray for you to be the center. We pray that you, Holy Spirit, will speak and that we will listen. In your name we pray. Amen. So here are the story that we have heard many times and think we know pretty well. Mary and Martha. Luke 10, verse 38. Now they... As they, that is Jesus and all of his followers, and that, remember, he could have a pretty big group at this time. This is just a little side comment. He sent the 70 out to do ministry. They come back. We aren't told that they leave again. So he's got a big group of people with them traveling. So now, as they went on their way, he, that is Jesus, entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. So about 500 years ago, a man named Ignatius came to faith in Jesus. He had a a conversion experience while on his deathbed. He ended up not dying. He ended up living. And he ended up uh, thinking a lot about how to help other people deepen their spiritual life with God. How to deepen their knowledge and awareness of Jesus in their life. He had this conversion experience where Jesus was so real to him that he spent the rest of his life exploring ways to continue to experience the realness of Jesus. And one of the disciplines, one of the practices that he taught people to do is called gospel contemplation. And in gospel contemplation, you imagine yourself in the scripture story. You imagine yourself as, the character, as one of the characters in the scripture story. You imagine yourself as an onlooker seeing the story play out. You sense with your taste. You try to see with your eyes. You smell with your nose. You imagine all of these things to help you be in the story and to know the realness of Jesus in the story. 
We spend time in Jesus' presence by doing this. And so we are actually going to do gospel contemplation with Mary and Martha today. So I invite you to get yourself into a comfortable seated position, to imagine yourself in this story as I lead you through. I've written this this reflection for us as we go through as both Mary and Martha in this story. And think of the distraction and the noise of your neighbor as just part of being in this very big crowd of people who have been gathered in the home uh, to have this meal together as you have followed Jesus. So we're going to pray again as we enter into this exercise. So we just take a few breaths. God, we know that for some of us, this is a new exercise, and so we pray that you quiet our hearts and you help us to try this out. Uh, Unlock our imaginations so that, Holy Spirit, we may hear what you bring to our minds, what you draw our attention to, that we can make sense of the feelings that we feel as we go through this exercise, and that through it, we may come to a deeper knowledge of you and your purposes in our lives. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. And all God's people said, amen. So imagine yourself as Martha. If you want to close your eyes, you're welcome to do so. I want you to imagine the scene as I tell you this story again. I want you to imagine the actions that you would take as Martha, the feelings that you would feel if you were her, okay? So here we go. Jesus... And a very large group of his followers have come to town. And you have heard about Jesus. And you want to be a good neighbor. So you invite these people into your home, even though there are so many of them. You wonder how you will find space for them. Do you even have enough dishes or food? You make a list of all the work you need to do today, and you feel overwhelmed. But hospitality is our calling, and so you welcome Jesus and all the people who have come with him into your home. As you leave your guests resting throughout the house, the question, what have I just done, follows you into the kitchen. You love Jesus, and you want your home to be a place of blessing for him and his followers. But wow, this is asking a lot of yourself. But as is expected, many of the women who have traveled with the group, along with your neighbors who are women, join you in the preparation work, and you breathe a sigh of relief. 
You give out tasks to each of them and head back out to see what your guests need. Is there enough water for people to wash with? Is there wine to drink? Are there enough places cleared for people to rest? You're counting the people and counting the foodstuffs back in the kitchen. Do you have enough? Or do you need to send your neighbor to her kitchen for more bread and meat? As all of these questions are swirling around in your mind, you're also trying to greet your guests. And that's when you see Jesus sitting and talking with a group of men. And as you look at those who are gathered, right there, to the left of Jesus, that's where your sister is sitting, as though she belongs among all these followers of Jesus. You are annoyed maybe even angry. But why? Are you annoyed because she's not helping like all the other women are? Because she's not doing what's expected of her? Are you angry because here she is making a mockery of your hospitality? She lives in your house, and yet she isn't serving when the household needs it. Are you angry because she is the one they all see while you and all of the other women are silently serving in the background? Or are you angry because you didn't know that you could be sitting with Jesus? Are you jealous? You are compelled to walk through the crowd and over to them. You don't even bother to talk to your sister, distracted by all the tasks still yet to do for dinner. You go straight to Jesus and matter-of-factly plead what's obvious to you. Lord, you say, don't you care that my sisters abandoned me to do all the work? Tell her to help me. To prove your point, you quickly turn around and head back to the kitchen and its many tasks. Then you hear Jesus say your name. You stop where you are and you turn around, a bit nervous because you've realized how you just talked to Jesus and put him on the spot as a guest in your home. 
Jesus says your name again. And you look at his face and you find him looking lovingly at you, even from across the room. Jesus says to you, you are worried and worked up about so many things that are not the important thing. We only need one thing. But your sister sits with me to get. I will not send her away to be swallowed up by all of these other distracting things. Do you understand what Jesus is saying to you? Can you put aside the list? Put aside the expectations of hosting? Put aside the role assigned to you? Put aside the frustration of not having your work recognized? Put aside the anger of not receiving the support you want for your work or that it's going the way you want it to go? And can you seek the important thing? Will you go back to the kitchen or will you sit at Jesus' feet and find out what that one thing is? So now we're going to imagine ourselves as Mary. Imagine the scene, your actions, and your feelings. Jesus and his whole crew have come to your town, and you find out that your sister has invited them to her house where you live with her. Wow, you think. That's a big job, and it will require all of us coming together to host them well. 
You join the crowd as they head to the house and watch as your sister welcomes them all at the door. You yourself begin to move towards the kitchen, but then you hear Jesus start to say something to a small group that has gathered around him, and your heart feels like it stops beating for a minute. What is it that Jesus is talking about that you yearn to hear? You find yourself moving closer to him. Your only thoughts are to hear Jesus until you find yourself as close as you can physically get, sitting at his feet. What are you feeling as you sit there? What are you hearing him say? Then all of a sudden, your sister is standing over you, looking down at Jesus, saying, Lord, don't you care about me? Send her to the kitchen to help me. What do you feel? Do you feel embarrassed that you have become the source of this conflict? Do you feel embarrassed that you forgot about the role you were expected to play? Do you feel hurt? Are you shocked as you are pulled from this moment of being near Jesus by the judgments of someone you love? You don't know what to do or how to react. But you think that maybe you should leave and help your sister with the work. So you begin to rise. But then you hear Jesus call after your sister who is already across the room. Martha, he says to her. When she turns around, he says, dear Martha. You are round up over all kinds of things when we only need one thing. Jesus keeps looking at Martha as he gently puts a hand on your shoulder. He says, Mary has discovered that one thing and it will not be taken from her. Tears well up in your eyes. This is where you belong. And you wish your sister would sit down with you. Later that night, after you have helped clean up and do the dishes... As you lay in bed, you pray that you will always be courageous enough to choose the one thing.
When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come, longing just to bring a song that is that will bless your heart. I bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within to the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. Endless word, nor unheard express, what you take a couple minutes to reflect. As you think back to what you experienced as we went through this story, what did Jesus want for Martha and Mary? And what does Jesus want for each of us? What are the distractions that get you wound up and pull you away?
And in this particular season of your life, what is Jesus teaching you as you sit at his feet? Hear these words from the Iona community. Those who wish to serve him must first be served by him. Those who want to follow him must first be fed by him. Those who would wash his feet must first let them, let him make them clean. Let's sing a song together asking God to do that work with us. the feet. 